family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Welcome everyone to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host once again, Rick Strong, the president of Paradigm Security Services, and we're excited to be with you today on Business Radio X. We're coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Atlanta studio, located in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Each week, we plan on featuring businesses in the Atlanta area, and especially those that serve Gwinnett County. And we also, I personally like to deal a lot with the nonprofits that we have here. We have a lot of awesome nonprofits that uh, operate in Gwinnett and in the surrounding areas, and by doing, you know, providing them some type of a stage to promote their activities helps them out and hopefully gets you all something really good to help out and donate to. But uh, all, while all businesses have security concerns, not all are about physical security. And we will touch on that and all related aspects of security through the course of each show. My guest today is once again Amy Bray. Thank you for coming, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. I know that uh, you've got a lot of stuff going on, both... Uh, with uh, your professional business and then and also the awesome volunteer stuff that you do. Uh, just kind of briefly, once again, tell everybody who you are. Okay, um, my name's Amy Bray and I'm an attorney with the law firm of Coulter and Sierra. Uh, we practice community association law, so you might have run across me or one of the other attorneys from our firm in connection with a homeowners association issue. I primarily focus my practice on representing developers and builders and sometimes associations too because as long as I understand how the documents are being used through their life cycle, it makes me better at drafting them. Um, that's my day job. So in addition to that, I'm also on the board of directors for the Gwinnett Ballet Theater. Um, I volunteer with the Gwinnett County Public Library System and I volunteered with Leadership Gwinnett and things like that. But right now, I, the hat I'm wearing is for Gwinnett Ballet. Well, I know that Gwinnett Ballet has had a lot of activities going on. They have a lot during the year. Yes. And you're getting ready to come up on some big ones. Yeah. And uh, you know, I wanted you to come in and, and talk to everybody about what's going on and uh, how that can play into uh, what they might want to do and what they might want to do to the kids. Absolutely, and I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. Um, there's been a lot of really good stuff going on at the Gwinnett Ballet. Um, one of the things that's happened just recently is we had a bunch of our alumni come back to visit. And it was in the beginning of the summer. And it was cool to watch like these young adults come back to the studios and you know, take a tour and snack. And they, some of them are old enough that they brought their young kids. Awesome. Um, and just my favorite moment was spontaneously during a studio tour, a group of the dancers you know, they've graduated, they've gone on in their lives. Some of them are professional dancers. Some of them just dance for fun. Some of them don't dance at all. They happened to be in one of the studios and they were, somebody was looking around. They realized that 
Nutcracker music was in the audio, and they flipped the switch and started playing the Nutcracker, and a group of them just started dancing awesome. because they remembered the choreography, and they were helping each other dance, and actually, they were bringing each other's kids along and like picking them up and throwing them around or teaching them steps, and it was so much fun to watch. Like that been something good to be taping. We we got some YouTube videos. Some of them are on cool. our Facebook um, page, um, but it was just such a moment of joy. And it's it's that thing that comes out of that community of dance. Kind of what makes it worth it. Yeah, because um, you build that community like a sports team or anything else. And coming back to that, and also to see some some people from different years still sharing that because they have that common experience. It was just so much fun to watch. It really made being involved with um, Gwinnett Ballet very worthwhile. Well, just to bring people up, you know, kind of let, I'll let you explain what Gwinnett Ballet Theater, I know it was founded in 1977 by Lynn Snipes, kind of give people a little brief history of the ballet. Absolutely. Um, It is the sole nonprofit dance program in Gwinnett County. It is also the oldest. Um, And actually this year we sort of leveled up. We saw a need and we decided to expand our programming into the professional realm. So we now have the first professional dance ensemble in Gwinnett County. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, as, as, as a member of the board, there's some risk to that because the arts, you know, sometimes trying to manage the funds for arts can be difficult. But mm-hmm. we're, we decided that it was really worthwhile. And it's to enrich our programming and enrich what's available in Gwinnett um, because when folks graduate from our school it's it goes up to 18 for for the school portion and after that you know you may go on to college may go on to other dance opportunities but it can be hard for a new dancer to find opportunities to dance professionally so we wanted to bridge the gap for them and at the same time what we wanted is for the students that are coming up in ranks to have people that are going just a little bit further so that they can create some mentorship opportunities and and sort of see what it's going to be like and what their challenges are, but also to learn from them. And having that relationship with someone that's moved on is really a good thing if you want to. We want to continue the community that we've built there in this very positive environment for dancers and extend it into the professional realm. So we we saw the opportunity we decided that it was worth um, spending the time and and putting the effort into developing the professional ensemble so we're really excited about it it's news this year so we'll see how this program plays out but you're going to be able to see the professional dancers dancing alongside some of our students which is another reason we feel like that's the level up because those professionals will help challenge our students to absolutely to bring their their dancing levels up so we're expecting this to be a really synergistic kind of opportunity um and we are still looking for a sponsor for the ensemble, though. So if there's any business that understands the value of the arts that's out there that wants to talk to us about or the value of investing in the arts and also what we can do to help promote their business, I'd love to talk to you. Um, the other thing that we're doing, because, again, our, our mission is all about teaching children to dance and mm-hmm. investing people with that love of dance, um, is we're celebrating National Dance Day this Saturday and on National Dance Day we're going to give free classes so you just come on down to our studio terrific and you can get a free ballet class and your studio is located at 1800 McLeod Drive it's right across from Gwinnett Tech at Sugarloaf and 316 
should be very easy to find. It's very easy to find. We're right next to California closets. There you go. Um, and what we're doing also is at the same time as those class free classes are going on for those new students, we're also auditioning them for the Nutcracker. So for the Christmas Nutcracker, if they have an interest in being in it, they wouldn't have to re-audition later. So we're so trying kind of a to, twofer. Yeah, a twofer, trying to make it convenient and easy. Because really, again, we just want to share that love of dance and, and make the access to it as easy as possible. Um, for our more experienced dancers that are on point for ballet, they'd come in at 10 a.m. Um, Non-point ages thir- 9 to 13 would come in at noon. Uh, ages six to eight years would come in at 3.30. And for our littles, the, the creative movements, the um, <laughs> our baby mice in the Nutcracker, my favorites, um, that's ages three to five years old, they'd come in at two o'clock. Now, for each of these little classes, we scale them to be like what one of our standard ballet classes. Um, but again, that's sort of an entree into being part of the Nutcracker. So they'd be able to audition, and then if they want to enroll in the classes and they liked the experience, they're welcome to sign up right then. And if they just want to do the Nutcracker, if they get picked, they can do that too. Well, you got to right? be in the classes because that's when gotcha. we do our rehearsing and when you uh-huh. learn the, the moves and everything and how we, we're, able, we're able to keep it manageable with school schedule that makes sense it's it overlaps a good bit yep, it makes sense it gets them there and on task and on point yep um because towards december we, we we again we try to keep the rehearsal schedule as light as possible knowing that they're all students and you know their primary goal is generally academics so except for some exceptions of folks who are very dedicated and, and move to homeschooling to pursue their dance careers um we're trying to schedule it all around school so that it's something that a lot of people can accomplish so the classes become one of the main focuses for teaching the combinations and the skills Um, the various roles are also geared towards the curriculum that we have at the school that we're teaching so the different levels go very um, very much along with large groups and then as you get into the more experienced roles then it becomes much more about the individual students abilities well, you know, and you know, we talk a lot about you know security and a lot of different fields and a lot of different activities. You know, I kind of look at it as one of the best areas of security or ways to help out with the security of your children is to get them involved in something that has a, a good quality peer contact, is a, builds a community around them of positivity instead of negativity. Absolutely. And doing something like this, you know, what better way can you help provide security for your family and for your kids than to get them involved in something like this that they're having fun, they're enjoying, and they're not out doing the wrong thing with the wrong people at the wrong time. There's, there's absolutely that. But also what I've noticed is that these, these kids, they watch out for each other. They form relationships. Exactly. And, you know, I've seen situations where sometimes one of the students or a group of the students will know something's going on and will urge another to do the right thing, to report something they've seen. What's well, a positive peer pressure? Yeah, for a positive peer pressure, not, not a negative one, but a very positive one that's reinforcing, hey, you know, do you really want to do this? Yeah, do you really want to do this? Or you should tell someone about this. I'll hold your hand while you go. Oh, absolutely. That's and even more important. That's great because they're watching out for each other, and that's what we want to see. Like, it's the community idea, and it, you know, right down to the, to the nuts and bolts. And, and they know who's supposed to be places and who isn't. And 
unfortunately in the the world that we're living in the kids are already being taught in school see something say something mm -hmm. so i'm noticing too that the students are more likely to see something and say something but around around Gwinnett Valley Theater I see them doing that like the parents are certainly watching out for them and they're watching out for not just their own kid but the whole group exactly um, and you and I've talked before about like security backstage at the Nutcracker mm -hmm. like, securing a theater that's a very open venue and it it it's takes a little a bit of thought yeah it take, it's a challenge and the the best first defense as we discussed was people being positively engaged yep Paying attention to what's going on around you and really just paying attention. Yes. And so, it, you know, that kind of security, it means the world to, to a group like this. You're dealing with kids and we value all our kids. Absolutely. Above everything else. You know, they, you know the, having that safe atmosphere is, is really important. And having a quality atmosphere where they can really enjoy themselves, feel comfortable and they don't have to worry about getting chewed out later for something that they shouldn't have done. You know, you yeah. know it's, uh, every kid goes through that. I know I had one or one or two minor instances when I was a kid that my parents wanted to. You know, well, but moving right along, I digress. Uh, I had this too. <laughs> uh, now, you mentioned something about the professional on dance ensemble. Is that something that is going to be, it's starting now? It's starting now. And we've held auditions and we've put contracts out because they're professionals, they're hired. Um, so they had to audition for those roles and we, we kept it small to start with, but you'll get to see them perform publicly. Um, we're, we're setting a, a couple spots, but we know for certain we're going to have them dancing in the Nutcracker too, in some of the highlight roles. So you'll be able to see, um, some of the dancers in the Nutcracker and some of the signature roles will be professionals. Um, and again, that's to spur people on and to make sure that the quality of the show is as elevated as possible. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. I know that um, you're getting ready. You recently held a reunion for dancers that you talked about. And, you know, how hard is it to get people to come back to something like that? Is it pretty easy? Well, I don't want to call it easy. <laughs> but for that particular alumni reunion, I think we did a... a a couple Facebook posts and um, in, like an email newsletter and we got a good-sized group of people so it wasn't that hard because they still felt a connection and that's really I think the most important part is that the students and the alumni both understand that they still have a connection to Gwinnett Ballet Theater and that they're welcome back um, and we're looking for opportunities to continue that and to expand that so that the families that are there and the folks that graduate understand that this is, again, as a nonprofit, this is sort of culture setting. And we want to keep it a family and we want to keep those connections in that community. Well, one of the things that's coming up, and I know it's your biggie for the year, is the Nutcracker. Yes. So I'd like to talk a little bit about that and what got y'all started with the idea of doing it in the first place. You know, I wasn't on the board back then, well, no, so I don't... I bet, bet you got ideas. <laughs> but it's a ballet classic, and it is so much beloved. Um, it is the seasonal... It is the, It is one of the seasonal arts performances that you go to, just like shout-out to the Aurora Theater and, and the can, their Christmas yep. canteen. Absolutely. Um, 
there, there are just certain things that for people are a highlight. And I remember growing up, I would, if I didn't watch it on PBS, my parents would take me to see it. Um, so yeah, for me, it's a, it's a holiday experience. Um, and I love the, it, the story and that it's got elements of magic to it. And to me, it made ballet very interesting. Um, I will admit that some classical ballets music it's very sleepy I was just fixing so. to snore but I'll, I won't <laughs> um, and and that doesn't make any of it less elegant the problem is That's that true. they've made it look so effortless because they're so good at it that you forget like the technical amazement you should have um, I do tend to like more upbeat more and the Nutcracker's got much more of that upbeat music what I like about the Nutcracker is that you forget it's a ballet yeah you're watching it, and yeah, it's a ballet, and it's a dance, and it's a performance, and all that. But you you tend to get into the story, and even even if you've seen it ten times, the story is still always interesting, and mm-hmm. you get lost in the story. It's kind of like Alice in Wonderland. You fall down that rabbit hole, and you, all of a sudden you're a part of. You're in the world. Thing. Yeah, you're in the world, and watching everybody go through and watching the story as it unfolds, that's what to me is interesting about the Nutcracker. Yeah, I love I love that. I love how it's just like a magical ride with all of the dream sequences in it. Um, and it's got the up and down and it's got an easy story to follow. Um, plus, you just we just had that movie, the um, Nutcracker and the Four Realms, um, which sort of reinvigorated the story, mm-hmm. um, which kind of gives it more depth because seeing the movie and then going and seeing the performance of the Nutcracker, I had a whole lot of compare and contrast going on in my head. I'll bet. Um, so there's a lot to it. And of course, I'm a costume nerd. I love, I love <laughs> costumes. And so sometimes I'll lose myself in just looking at the costumes and the props and going, how did you make the tree grow? And how did they, how did they manage this? And um, I also always love watching the little kids in it because for them, you know, you put young children on a stage in front of an audience that's not just their family. These are paid ticket holders there's a little bit of a pressure level there oh absolutely and they handle it like champs especially there's usually a few hams in the group yeah not not including yourself of course oh no not Um, me i think you know (laughs) i think it would be kind of interesting is to have this going on all of a sudden one of the star wars people just stroll through the backside (laughs) and i wonder who that would be i don't think we'd do that as a ticketed event but i think that that you know there's part of me that really wants that to happen we've made some jokes um and they are things that we would never do because on the tip of the story it would take away from what people are paying to be there for but i have thought about at rehearsals what could I do that wouldn't distract the students too much from their dancing? That's not it. <laughs> That's not it. Um, you know, I thought about having a T-Rex as, as Mother Ginger just popping up. Oh, that would be an interesting change. Yeah, we've talked about, like, some of the local mascots. Just as something fun and different that would surprise the kids at rehearsal and kind of keep them their spirits up because the rehearsals the, the week before go a little long. The Wicked Witch from Wizard of Oz pop out of there instead of her. Don't make me break out that cackle, because oh, I, I can. Know. <laughs> I know you can. <laughs> I could break the microphones with that. Um, yeah, I mean, something like that would be fun, and we try to do some fun stuff with the kids. I did wear the T-Rex. I have an inflatable T-Rex costume. Go figure. Um, you got everything else. Why not? I just went out to warm-ups in that one day. 
towards the end of the run last year just because people were flagging and folks were were tired so I just went and I just pretended like I was warming up with the dancers and they just thought it was the most hysterical thing probably reinvigorated them a little bit yeah the idea was to make everybody laugh and remind them that the reason we're there is to have fun to have fun like there's supposed to be an element of joy to this well you know you've got it coming up um I know you're you're in the process of doing your auditions and stuff and you know I would assume it's open to as far as auditions to basically anybody is that correct it's going to be ballet dancing so if you want to ballet dance um so you just have to come to the class and get sorted to the the national dance day and get Mm -hmm. sorted into a class so that you're at the appropriate skill level um for the different roles and then you'd enroll in the class to make sure that you've got the basics down and you can execute them properly um because again this is about learning how to dance and learning how to ballet dance do y'all take people from other companies other classes that is that are not associated directly with the Gwinnett with your with your system as far as say another dance school has some kids that really wanted uh, to participate or something just out of curiosity well last year one segment of the Nutcracker was danced by another dance school the International City Ballet Uh so yes we had made an arrangement for them to come in and they did that one segment and we segregated it off from the the things that other students were in partly for the pure coordination of dances sure their school does not have a nutcracker performance and they wanted their students to have that experience and um, our director felt that they were they're excellent dancers they're beautiful dancers and felt that that would elevate the show so we figured out this synergistically it worked for everyone um so it, it's happened um would we do that for everybody there's there's a lot of coordination to that because like imagine. trying to f- if it was a school that had people at a bunch of different levels and we had to put them throughout the considering that some of the programming some of the combinations are taught in classes it that could get difficult sense. that would make sense um so it'd be a little impractical but I'm certain that we'd be willing to talk about it because there might be a way, like with International City Ballet, that it works. Yeah. Well, it might be something interesting for some of these other instructors and stuff to follow up and at least talk to you and maybe look forward to eventually working something out to where there's some type of coordinated synergy between the two. I I am a big fan of collaboration. I know you are. Anything that builds up the the groups, I'm happy to do. Well, I think it would be... You know, it'd be good overall for just the art uh, of the local stuff if if you've got people that are willing to to coordinate with it, collaborate, and, you know, possibly take one venture that they might bring a few, you know, now and then, maybe a specialized part of it like you did. What we've been doing also is we've been working with um, Central Gwinnett High School and supporting their fine arts program. Mm -hmm. And we're considering expanding that to other schools so where we're supporting the dance instruction at the schools so that it can be done more cost effectively um so we're looking at opportunities to do that and trying to reach out to educators that are looking for support in their fine arts programs from a dance perspective so absolutely looking for that um and we've also worked with some private schools and some churches because if you think about it, dance is often used in, in praise worship. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we've had some conversations with some folks and, and recently had an, a program that was actually very successful where we 
it was worthwhile. We could all we could figure out how to co- cover the costs of it to send the teacher out to the church and teach students there. Now, some of the students actually decided to come to our studios and take classes at the studios and sort of go with the slightly more rigorous dance route. But some of the students just wanted to take the other and just have the exposure. Some of them wanted to go and really they, they, they love it. So they wanted to take some of the more structured, more rigorous classes, which was great. Everybody wins on that one. Um, so those are opportunities that we like to explore. Absolutely. You know, we've talked about the, the kids and the, and the lessons and all, but that's just a small piece, even though it's the most visual piece, it's a small piece of what actually goes on. Uh, I know you all have coordinated with a lot of volunteers. Mm-hmm. You need those volunteers. In, Absolutely. In, not just parents, but just other people outside. And you need contributions, too, to help make this work. Yep. I mean, this is a nonprofit and you know that's one of the reasons why you're here is because you're a nonprofit mm-hmm. and trying to support that and get you some support and out there and get the get your message out if people want to volunteer and they want to uh, donate but uh, let's say volunteer to start with what do they do how do they get in touch with you and and you know how do they make it happen absolutely uh, they could drop us an email at admin at gwinnettballet.org I'll say it one more time because I flubbed it. Admin <laughs> at GwinnettBallet.org. So that, um, that way they can say what they want to do. Um, we're currently looking for sponsors for the Nutcracker. Um, there's ticket um, and, well, there's advertising opportunities in our brochure. We, we do a lovely large format, um, really pretty brochure um, that we're taking advertising uh, for. And also for our sponsors, what we do is we we have levels where there's tickets involved and discount codes Um, several of our sponsors that's the thing that they really look forward to in their sponsorship is getting the discount code for the tickets because they push that out to their employees or to select client groups to give them an additional benefit to say thank you for for working with us or thank you for um, great work through the year Mm -hmm. perks for employees um, and the feedback that I get from the sponsors is that their favorite thing is really those those tickets that go along with their sponsorship and the discount codes. So there's several levels of sponsorship, of there's course. There's multiple like levels. There's 500,000, 2,500, which is the Mother Ginger sponsorship. Um, and at that level, uh, sponsor has the opportunity to be Mother Ginger, which you're going to be Mother Ginger. Um, I'm looking forward to this so much. Okay. Um, to be our special guest, and, and when they're a sponsor at that level, they also get um, a curtain speech so that they can advocate for their business or their group. Um, if they want to take advantage of that, they don't have to. They get uh, the VIP Mother Ginger box, so they have a place to sit during their performance and they can bring some guests with them. Um, and then we're giving them discount codes so that their friends and family can come get less expensive tickets to come see them perform. Um, above that there's five thousand on up we'll take any sponsorship um we work with people absolutely five dollars fifty bucks just call up we'll take anything and 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 that's good because that way people don't feel the pressure to well i've got to come up with five thousand dollars i've got to come up with twenty five hundred or even a hundred for some folks and you know it's good to have all these levels and just be willing to take any donation whatsoever and, and say thank you yeah, and we are deeply appreciative of all donations. 
We're currently pushing um, a campaign to raise $10,000 by September 1st. Wow. Um, aggressive. Well, you know, the... Great idea, but no, absolutely. (laughs) I think it's a great idea. We're 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 trying to be very proactive about the school and the future of the school, and we're trying trying to make sure that the school uh, ballet theater is a legacy in this county. Mm -hmm. And um, the only way to do that is to make sure that it's well funded. Absolutely. Um, So we're we're pushing that out. So yes, all donations are greatly appreciated and go towards the mission of expanding dance and providing high level dance instruction um turning out dancers that could go on and be professionals like the many that have like robert deckert from post ballet like we have we have many alumni that have been quite notable in the dance world so we want to continue that legacy um and we're 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 feeling pretty good about what we're accomplishing um yeah you're looking at the time so am i i'm like okay it's it's harder to see from here go ahead (laughs) you're doing great oh thank you um yeah, the, the, there's a whole lot to, to say about supporting the arts and supporting the ballet. I don't know if you've seen recently, there was an article in Forbes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's online at Forbes.com about the benefits to businesses of supporting the arts. And it's, a crea- we live in a creative economy where art has value in all its varying facets. And there's a great deal of benefit to businesses supporting the arts so that you have that vibrancy and that prosperity and you're bringing that to your your community and you're supporting it it really does take businesses being engaged and involved like we appreciate you so much for the opportunities to have come out here and talked about the Gwinnett Ballet Theater it's not just me that appreciates that it's the board and the folks at the school because it's a big deal it's hard to find a voice to express what you're doing and so whenever we get that opportunity, it's a real privilege. And so we appreciate this. This is well, your sponsorship of Gwinnett Ballet Theater. Well, I appreciate you coming on and being able to, t- to talk to people about what's, what's going on with, the, with, with your particular non, you know, nonprofit to help these kids out, get them active, keep them safe. Yes, absolutely. And that's one of the things that I've really appreciated because we've talked off air as well that you know, you're, that's what you're trying to do with the show. You're trying to highlight what's going on in this community, what's positive, and you're trying to build it up. And not everybody looks at things that way. So I'm appreciative of that constructive view. So well, I could bring everybody in here that just deals with security, but, you know, that could get boring in a while. I can tell you, <laughs> security is not an exciting thing and sometimes. But, you know, bringing things like yours to where you can highlight what's going on in our county. We have a fantastic county in Gwinnett, yes. and we need to you know, point out those highlights and let people get involved. And, you know, just the ability to do that, and well, I think it's great to give you a floor. Well, we appreciate it very, very much. I appreciate it. Well, I guess we've come to our time, plus a couple of minutes here. But, I I mean, we could go on for a, another hour. I know yeah, you Yeah, but could. who's listening, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, one of the things I just want to do is kind of touch base and, and say a little word for my sponsor here. Uh, Sosby's Garage. I know that they make, I just let everybody know that they service all makes and models, foreign and domestic. And they do a fantastic, great, honest job. Located at 200 Bay Creek Road, Suite 200, Loganville, Georgia, 30052. Give John or Amanda a call at 678-825-2127. And set up something to have them take a look at your car. 
So anyway, I want to tell you all again, thank you very much for joining us. Case in point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. Remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 1130 in the morning. Or you can listen to our show anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com, clicking on the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Case in Point. Join us next week at 1130 when we will talk with business leaders about their businesses and related security issues in today's world. Thanks again to Amy Bray for coming on. Uh, it's, it's always great to see you, and I'm sure you'll be on many more times. I hope so, but thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. And for our producers, Mike and Trey, thank you all. I am Rick Strawn, and remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets.